Hey guys, this is Tony with Intergeek Designs. Today I'm back with another Intergeek podcast. Um, I hope everyone had a good holiday. Uh, it's kind of slowed down. Um, everyone's kind of getting through the, the big winter holidays and the New Year's. Which is always a good time to kind of relax, chill down. And kind of recoup and kind of look forward to 2019. Um, but today's episode I want to talk about is uh, something I've been thinking about and trying to work through my brain to to uh, make it as clear as possible. But it's hobbyist, amateur, professional, master. Um, these four stages I think are stages that people go through, um, and when they're when they're a creative career, a designer, an artist, or whatever. I think there's stages everyone goes through and that all kind of relate to each other and build upon each other. I kind of want to talk about it today and uh, give my thoughts on it. Uh, kind of get it out there while I'm still working on it before, you know, I might write a ebook or blog post on this concept and uh, give it to you guys for free. But today I'm just kind of spitballing it out there trying to firm it up. <clears throat> Um, but I start out all my podcasts talking to you guys about what I'm currently working as an in-house designer and freelance designer just to give you guys some some insight onto how it is to be a designer today and give you some real-world experience instead of just um, talking behind a microphone and not working on this stuff. What am I working as an in-house designer? Wrapped up some end-of-the-year stuff. I had to do some personal stuff for president of the company I work for. Uh, it's kind of really slowed down. Like last week, almost no one was in because of the holiday. Um, we had an issue with our contact form. It broke. and wasn't sending emails in, which is a big no-no and has to work. So I had to work with the IT guy on that and get that fixed and make sure it's working. And it was a big stressful thing that took two weeks, to, or two days, sorry, to figure it out. But it's working now. Um, uh, it's working. It was a situation that I did not want to have to worry about. As a freelance designer, I've been taking some time to look about what I do in 2018 that worked, what didn't work, what could I have done better, and how can I make inner geek my soul income uh, that's my end goal I don't want to work in-house anymore I don't want to work at an agency I want to be my own boss as a freelancer and that's gonna be my goal going forward um, I realized this year at one point I'll probably talk about this in another episode but just the, the cliff notes I got so depressed that I couldn't work for about three months um, and I, I figured out what the source of it was, and that is I'm helping someone build up their business, and it's taking up a little bit more time than I would like of building up my business. And it's it came clear to me that I don't want to help someone build up their dream. Um, and that's different than working with clients. I've realized too. Like I love working with clients. I love helping small businesses out, helping them grow, helping them become better but sitting at a desk helping someone grow while I am not 
it's a little draining. So that's where I'm going forward is working to become a freelance designer. And this podcast, in this section of the podcast, I think will start to show that. And I'll start giving you guys more of insight of how I'm doing those steps. So what am I doing? And how am I finding clients, etc., etc. But uh, the next episode of the podcast is going to be more on this. It's going to be a recap of 2018, but also what am I going to be doing in 2019? What's the, the, the future of Inner Geek look like in 2019? Um, and that's kind of just my brief rundown. It's a little bit of a slow week. It's been a little bit of a slow month period just because of how things are with uh, the end of the year. But, you know, I think it's good to take time and breathe. So let's get into today's topic, which is hobbyist, amateur, professional, master. Now, what do I mean about these? I mean, these are, these are steps, phases, uh, whatever word you want to give them. They are things that people go through when they are in a creative career, in a design career, in a career where they could potentially work for themselves, um, but people might take longer in one phase, might not take as long in the other, um, and some people might be okay not going all the way to the end, or might not want to be professional, or etc. Some people might be comfortable being in one phase and not going any further, and that's okay. Like, run your own race. Um, and I think this has to be talked about of it's okay to not make money as a creative as a designer I think you kind of have to do it it's it's people pay for design it's part of the the sphere of design it's you're a professional making money I, I don't I've never met many hobbyist designers I have met them but it's more like they've gone all the way to professional and then they go back to hobbyists when they're retired. They still want to do it. They still want to enjoy it. So they do it as a side hustle type thing during retirement. Um, but I think we have to have this conversation that it's okay to be a guy that works a 9 to 5 as a banker or whatever. And on your side hustle, you do graphic design. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, not everyone needs to be professional. Not everyone needs to be a freelancer. We all run our own races, so be happy. Where if you're happy and you're enjoying what you're doing, who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks? Sorry for the language, but I'm just gonna be honest. So let's go through these these uh, different phases. I'll tell you about what I think they are, who would fit in these categories, what you might be doing in these categories, and how to get to the next phase. So the first one is hobbyist. We all start as hobbyists. This is where we all start out. It's where you're kind of curious about something. You're stepping into it. Um, you're, you're exploring this to see if you like it. You know, you might, um, if you're a designer, you might have a cheap laptop and, you know, install some free vector or Photoshop knockoff and they're using it to see if you like it, see if it works for you, and kind of seeing if you can do this as a living. Um, I would say what makes a hobbyist is someone who's learning their craft. Um, someone who does their 
their work on their free time, not cutting time out out of a day to do it. Not saying, okay, between 5 and 6, I'm working on this, don't bother me. Um, there's someone who says that, okay, I got maybe 30 minutes to an hour, I can knock this out and try to learn this next step to see if I can become better. Um, it's someone who enjoys their work, but might not be making money off of it. Um, and I think this is, is going to be a key thing throughout these things, is how much money are you making, how much time are you putting towards it. That's going to be kind of one of the big differentiators between these. And <clears throat> your skill level. Someone who has a hobby is not going to be making money, or if they are, it's very little. Maybe they have a, a cousin that has a, a shop and wants a logo or something, and you know, might throw you 80 bucks for it. And hey, that's okay, but that might be once a year type thing. You might get someone that does something like that. Or if you're an artist, you might have someone that throws you commission every once in a while. It's not like you're, you go in, you have 20 emails to answer, and you've got five clients that need to work then at the end of the week. You're not that stressed yet. You're just you're kind of doing your thing, you're learning as you go, and you're trying to figure out is this something I like? I'm gonna repeat that. You're trying to figure out if this is something you like. Is this something that you enjoy? Is this something that you could see yourself doing more of? Um, the hobbyist phase I would say is the most experimental phase. And I think it, it's a phase that we all enjoy, and it's a phase where we have our most fun. Because there's not money involved, there's exploration going on, there's ideas flowing, you're trying to figure out if this works, if this doesn't work, you're trying to find resources to help you grow, but you're not trying to spend money on resources because you don't know how long you're going to be doing this for, so you don't want to put exuberant amount of money into it. I see hobbyists as someone that doesn't want to use this to make money, but use it as an escapism. Now there does become a point where you might say, hey, I could make a little bit of money more doing this. That's true, you could. The question becomes, do you want to become an amateur or do you want to go to professional? Um, and the main differentiator between those two is, are you okay with your hobby becoming a job? Are you okay with what you do on your free time to be your escapism, to become your job, and you have to worry about always bringing money in? And this is a real personal question you have to figure out. This is where the amateur phase comes in, where you can start sitting down and trying to figure this out. Before we get to the amateur phase, I want to let you guys know that Justin Prime is doing an episode on It's Okay to Be a Hobbyist on his podcast called the J Primecast. You can find it wherever you want on podcasts. This isn't sponsored, but this is a uh, collaboration between me and him. I'm giving my more professional, my more I make money doing this look. He's doing his hobbyist look at this, which I think is great. It's okay to be a hobbyist. So if you want to learn more about why it's okay being a hobbyist, why you should be a hobbyist, go listen to his podcast, J Primecast. It's on pretty much every platform you can find a podcast on. <clears throat> now let's get to the amateur phase. The amateur phase is where you start to explore, but you're exploring the possibilities of making money doing your hobby. Um, 
these two are people can go pretty quickly between these two phases and depending on you know your your comfortability of making money your comfortability of your hobby your skills and your comfortability of selling depends how fast this phase can come um, this is this is also a phase where <clears throat> You're either going to stay at this phase, or you're going to decide you want to go. This is going to be the breaking point to decide if your hobby becomes your job. Uh, amateurs can still get away with just doing this as a side hustle. Uh, professionals cannot. Like, I go into work 8 to 4, I'm a graphic designer. I come home 4, so whenever I pass out, I'm a graphic designer. Uh, there's no in between that. Yes, I do stuff from when I get home that are very different, like the podcast, like the live streaming, like the YouTube videos. But those are still all centered around graphic design to some extent. And the thing is that once you become a professional, you just can't switch off and become a banker, a cashier, a, a dad. You're, you're always thinking about these things in the back of your mind. Um, so an amateur gives you that flexibility to still have that, that escapism fun, but have your real life attached to it. So what makes an amateur? An amateur is someone who's starting to consistently make some money on their work. So say you're starting to get more people more than once a year, more than twice a year, maybe once per, per quarter starting out. You get work coming in for your graphic design work, or maybe you're getting more commissions on the side. Um, you become an amateur. You're starting to actually learn real world, um, real world problems in your industry. You know, clients don't pay on time. Clients dip out and disappear. You're starting to have these issues where you're running, you're having um, clients disappear and stuff. Uh, clients not signing contracts. Clients not paying. And this amateur phase is where you're going to learn all those. You're going to hate them. I hated them. But it's good to learn them now than when you're a professional and you have a couple grand on the line versus a couple hundred at max on the line. Also someone who might be an amateur is someone who's working more on their craft on their free time. Um, so say now you're starting to cut time out. So say like you count, you get home four to five, talk to your significant other, your significant other, your kids, whoever, or maybe you just tell yourself, I get home from four to five from Four to eight, I'm going to be working on my design work, my art, whatever, and that's going to be my time for that, and then I'll go to bed. Now you're starting to block out time. You're starting to say, this specific window, I'm going to work on that. Um, instead of the hobbyist, where you just find a couple minutes here, you find a couple minutes there, and you start working on it. Also, you might be starting to learn more advanced parts of your industry or craft. Um, this is like when you start to learn about client communication. You start learning about how to try to find clients. You start learning how to deal with difficult clients. You start learning how to, you know, do more advanced things with with software, with your tools, whatever. You start buying more tools. So you start buying Wacom tablets. You start buying different monitors that are better. You might get a bigger laptop. You might get an iPad Pro. This is where you start to build up some of the tools that you might take with you when you're a professional. 
Um, and this is where money comes involved because now you're start when you start as a hobbyist, you usually don't put that much into it. You're just trying to explore, you're trying to figure out if you like it. There might become a point where you're on the edge of an amateur and a hobbyist, where I would say you're like a high-end hobbyist, where you have lots of tools, you go all out, and that's okay. When you become an amateur, you start having to weigh, okay, I'm bringing X amount in for my, my work. I'm going to put X amount back into it for me to be better at it. And that's all right. So this is where uh, amateur sits. You're you're more concerned about okay, I've really honed my craft. I really like this hobby. Can I make more money out of it? And usually the answer is yes. But it's also, do you want to make money out of it? Do you really want to sit there and do design work and make money out of it? And this amateur phase is probably where a lot of people will sit for a while. The reason is, one, maybe they don't know how to take the big dive to become a professional, or maybe they're worried that if they take that dive, that they will not enjoy um, the hobby anymore. They will not enjoy the work anymore. The work will become a job, and they will hate it just like their current job. You won't know until you try. So this amateur phase is great for that. Think of it like... Um, Think of like the hobbyist as like your first date. You got that honeymoon phase where everything's great. And then you get to the amateur phase where you're teetering on the edge. Like, could this become something serious? Could this become like the one? Um, and if you don't make a decision then and there to say, no, this is a hobby. I just wanted to be a hobby and stay in that, am that, that honeymoon phase. Or I'm comfortable being an amateur, making a little bit of money on the side. Fine cool. Or, no, I want to take this dive and try to make this my job because I do not like my other job as much as I like this. Those are the, that, this is the most awkward phase you will be in until you sit down and sit, seriously look at yourself and say, I'm enjoying a hobbyist, I'm enjoying an amateur phase, or somewhere in between those two, or I want to be professional and I want to push this as far as I can go. And that's alright. I think, like I said, this is the most awkward phase. And figuring out how to get to the next phase is going to be the hardest thing you will ever experience. Figuring out how to become a professional in your industry, especially if you didn't do schooling or you're a self-taught person or you've just been watching YouTube videos and podcast episodes, is going to be the hardest thing you will ever have to do in a creative field. It's hard. People are judgmental, especially in the design industry. If you come in and say you're self-taught and you don't have the kick-ass portfolio, it's hard. I'll just admit it. It's hard. It's hard for me with a diploma in it. It may not be the best school, RIP, Art Institute of Charlotte, but it's still hard. So let's talk about that next phase, professional. This is the phase where you start making money. You're in an industry, maybe you're in-house design, maybe you're an agency, maybe you're freelancing. But how you got there is there's plenty of ways. Let's start with let's start with um if you are self-taught. You're self-taught, it's a little bit easier to get in freelancing. You can find people online that are looking for work. 
they're going to charge a lot cheaper than you're used to, but you need to get that, that experience in, that actual client work, that actual understanding of how clients work. And from there, you can build up a portfolio and start hunting bigger clients. Um, if you were, say you were an amateur and you said, okay, I need you to go to school to further my career. Or I want, I'm, a, I'm an amateur and I want to become a professional. I think I need school to get there because something about that environment clicks with me. Cool. I thought it, I don't, I don't, I'll get into the story of how I got into design school. It's a road trip and a half. But I liked school. I liked the people I went there. I liked the teachers. didn't like the school itself. But once you're out of school, you'll have a, a good portfolio built up of work. You'll have a good understanding of a lot of tips and tricks and technical stuff. Um, it's then trying to find where to go after that. And that there's plenty of options now once you get out of school, um, but becoming that professional, that's going to be the hardest part for you. But once you're professional, what really makes a professional? It's someone who has their creative practice as their job. Um, this is someone who wants to be a freelancer. They want to work at an agency. They want to work at a studio. They want to work in-house. Many different creative jobs that they could be doing. Um, and once you're a professional, it's, it's hard to go backwards. It is really hard to go backwards. So if you really want to be a professional, you have to stick to it. Uh, and like I said, how it was when you became an, from a hobbyist to a, a uh, amateur, how the time investment got bigger, how the money investment got bigger, that's going to become even bigger here. Like your time investment is pretty much your job, and your your money investment it, it can get ridiculous. Like I, I I want to build a new computer again, just so I can have a little bit more horsepower for when I work on stuff. Um, I got a different mouse that has a couple more buttons to make it easier for macros. There's different stuff like this. There, you start getting down a rabbit hole of what you could spend your money on to make you faster, make you quicker. But being a professional is you're at this plateau where you can make money doing this, regardless of where you go. The issue with the professional, it, it depends if it's an issue or not. This is where most people feel comfortable. They don't want to go to master. They just want to be professional do their work, enjoy working on stuff, and just leave their mark. Um, what tier of professional is different? So I'm going to use design analogies just because I know them best. But let's say that uh, you are you start as an agency, you start as a, a junior graphic designer. You're not doing much work, You're not your name's not much attached to it. You become senior designer, same thing become a creator or art director, creative director, etc. Um, where you fall in there comfortably depends on how much notoriety you want or how much voice you want in the industry. As a freelancer, it's a little bit harder. You have to it's a lot more work. 
it kind of depends. Once you become a professional, where do you sit? Where do, what do you want to do, and what's your drive? Uh, this is something you have to start looking at versus an amateur. An amateur, you just kind of, oh, when clients come in, they come in. When you're in a professional level, that doesn't cut it. So say you're a freelance designer, you have to go hunting for clients daily, or else you won't get enough to make it. Uh, if you're an in-house designer, you're basically doing a day job for a company. Some people like that, some people don't. It doesn't work for me. I've realized it this year. Uh, Agency-wise, you're a little bit in between. You might have to do some sales work, some in-house work, etc. So this is the thing where you have to figure out, okay, I went from amateur to professional, now where? An amateur phase, like say if you go to school or say you figure out that, okay, I want to make this my job, start road mapping out what do I want to be and how do I get there? What are the steps? And maybe ask someone in the industry that's already doing it. Hey, I want to be a freelancer. How did you become a freelancer? What are the steps did you take? Hey, I want to work at an agency. How did you get into that agency? I'm doing self-taught. I don't know how to get to there. It's okay asking questions from amateur to professional. And even professional, asking other professionals or other masters. It's okay to ask questions for people to help your growth. The final stage is master. Master is someone who's been in the industry for years. And the difference between a master and someone seniored, seniored people are always going to exist. The people that have been in the industry for years, they're just kind of old heads. But a master is someone who wants to teach other people. They want to teach people coming up. They want to make sure that they don't have the same pitfalls. They make sure that they don't want to see the same mistakes that they went through. Uh, they're willing to have conversations with you. They're willing to show you tricks that they learned. This might be someone who's coming towards the end of their creative career, or maybe is just slowing down their creative career and wants to pivot into teaching. Um, there's very few masters. I would say most people stop a professional. Become a real master, you have to want to teach. And that's the big difference between someone who's old and a professional and a master. I've met plenty of old people in the industry that are just retired. They're ready to retire, and they don't want to talk about design anymore. And that's fine. If you've been in the industry for 30, 40 plus years, you deserve to have a break. But if you still have that itch to keep helping people grow and have people build upon what you went through, then I think it's, it's needed for you to teach and become a master. And I think this is something you have to want. It's not something that you are going to become. And I've seen a lot of people that that once they become a professional and they become seasoned, they'll become a master. But then they'll go almost full circle where they're using graphic design as a hobby. It's something... What, if you love doing something as much as you are going to become a master, it's something that you just can't kick. You're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep learning it. You're going to keep trying new things. But they won't put as much effort as they did when they were professional. And I think this is 
this is the circle that a lot of people will go through. Um, Matt, it, it, the thing is, though, where are you going to fall? And, or, sorry, where do you currently fall? And are you comfortable with that? Are you not? And only you can answer that question. And if it's not, it's where do I go to grow? Or do I need to take a step back because I want to go another tier down because I'm not comfortable where I am now? Those are the decisions you have to make. Um, and no one can really help you with those. Some people can give you advice, but it's seriously something that you need to think about and you need to make sure you're making the right decision for you. Um, but I think that's all I got for this topic right now. I might revisit this topic later on down the road and I get a little bit more refined. But this is kind of my spitball idea of this so far. And I think I think it's going to be something I'm going to build upon and honestly try to make it better as I go forward. Um, but like I said, this episode is a collaboration with Justin Prime of J Primecast. Look them up on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to his about being a hobbyist is okay. And evaluate that. If you're a hobbyist, cool. Are you okay with being it? Maybe, maybe not. Well, come to this podcast. I will tell you how to become, or give you my thoughts on the steps of growing as a creator. I hope you guys got some out of this. If you did, if you liked it, um, rate, subscribe, share, whatever. Also, one more thing before the end of the year. If you've liked this podcast this year that I've done it, go on iTunes and rate it. Because um, I have not got any ratings on that yet. So if you do that, that would be great. Personally can't because uh, I don't have iTunes. don't have any Apple products. So... But that's pretty much it for this one, guys. Um, I don't think we're going to get another one at the... No. Next Wednesday is the next year. So next year, we will start out with recapping 2018 and going forward with 2019. Um, but I think this is a good one to end the year with, which is Hobbyist Amateur Professional Master. Where do you work now? Where do you want to go? And how are you going to get there? 2019 is the year to start doing that. So start looking out for that. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.